0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz pianist, vocalist, and composer Rachel Eckroth. She talked about her first release on Rainy Day Records, the 2021 CD, The Garden, full of fresh sounds from her evolving artistry. The Garden emerged conceptually while she was writing new music during the pandemic. She was born in North Dakota and raised in Phoenix. Later, she would move on to New York City to study under the great jazz pianist Stanley Cowell at Rutgers University. We talked to her while she was on tour with St. Vincent, and I actually caught a show live in Kansas City on October 7th, and it was a wonderful performance. She has a great story, and you should really hear it. Enjoy.
1: Joe D'Amino, Neon Jazz Radio in Kansas City, Missouri.
2: How are you doing, Joe?
1: I'm good. How's life? Good.
2: It's good. I have a day off, so really good. Oh, good
1: deal. <laughs> well, hey, thank you for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. No
2: problem.
1: Let's talk about your first release on Rainy Day Records. I want to know with the garden, what does it mean to be able to release material right now during this pandemic? I mean, we're starting to see some light on the other side. There's light gigs, there's things happening, but what does it mean for this to come out now?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think right now is like a, a time when there's a ton of records coming out because everybody kind of had a, a creative spurt during the COVID time because everybody's at home, you know. For me personally, it's, it's amazing to have a label backing me because <laughs> I've been putting out independent projects for years just to to have the time to like kind of really work on it and really think the whole project through in terms of like – the sound of it and the players and the look of it and the whole the whole package is really great because, you know, then there was somebody to back it and it really helped me. It, it gave me the time to do it, you know, basically. I didn't have to think too hard about financing it. So that's really a good part of it. Talk to um, me a little
1: bit about, from a creative standpoint, what were you going for? What voice were you trying to hit on this? Was there an aim?
2: Kind of. I'm uh, originally, I originally started as sort of a big band composer, um, a more large ensemble. So a lot of this music to me is, is a small version of that. When I was composing this stuff, I was hearing a lot more in my head, but trying to make it into a smaller group. So there's a bit of arranging on there. But the garden is also, it's pulling from all of my influences in terms of like, electronic music, keyboards as well as acoustic, jazz, and composing, uh, orchestrating. It's a big garden, a lot of seeds. Indeed. <laughs> so th-
1: talk to me a little bit about what you hope the listener gets from this, that either delivers or buys this album.
2: Well, I mean, hopefully they hear something new, and hopefully they enjoy it and want to listen to it over and over. You know, that's kind of the thing about a lot of music is like, you know, these days you, can, you hear it once and maybe you don't remember to listen to it again because it's just streaming by so fast so so you know hopefully to gain just some new listeners to what i do and i hope they enjoy it
1: (laughs) absolutely well let's let's go back to the beginnings of your life here and how jazz started for you how did you get hooked on jazz and want to become a musician
2: so I, i come from a musical family my dad was a band director for a little while and both my parents played semi-professionally and then my older brother is a pianist too so we're all doing stuff it kind of goes way back into the the family line yeah I was um probably about 14 and joined band at school and they had a great big band at my high school I think basically where I got hooked was at jazz camp (laughs) so I got sent to jazz camp when I was like 15 and Learned about harmony and arranging and voicings on the piano. It was, it was just really interesting to me and really fun to learn to improvise and, and make my own stuff instead of just reading piano music. So,
1: Right on. So have you always been from Phoenix?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, I lived in New York for a while and I lived in L.A. for a while and I'm now living in Tucson, but um, started in Phoenix. I went to school in Las Vegas for a little while for college and then I went out to the East Coast and ended up going to Rutgers and I studied with Stanley Cowell, great pianist. And then spent, you know, roughly 10 years in New York and headed out west to L.A. and kind of started a, a different trajectory where I'm, I've been touring a bunch with pop artists and stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, Arizona's my home. I'm located in, in Tucson now.
1: What was the first live jazz show you ever saw that really blew you away?
2: Oh, wow. Well, the, I can tell you the first, live show I saw was Cedar Walton's Trio in L.A., and I I kind of didn't really know what I was listening to, you know, I was 14, I think, I just knew it, was, it sounded great, and there was a piano, and I loved piano, so, and then after that, I went and I saw McCoy Tyner do a solo show, and I saw Chick Corea really young, and this was all in Phoenix, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, just my dad would take me around to the local gigs in phoenix too. so i was kind of just getting you know immersed in a lot of concerts in my teen years
1: talk to me a little bit about you did you kind of touched a little bit on being around you know some pop people you have rufus w- wainwright st Vincent, you know Johnny mccaslin's kind of crossover what did you learn mm-hmm. from these musicians that are on such a high level of lots of big audiences a lot of clout with them what did you learn from them that in turn has helped you or that you've taught those that are younger around you?
2: Well, I mean, one of the main things is consistency in their performances and in their, just like the the dedication to the show. So like a lot of these artists that I've worked for have a show and they're kind of doing the same thing every night as a set list. And then they have their little banter in between songs and sort of do the same thing. I mean, for me, I don't necessarily do that in my own shows, but But just to keep in mind that the audience wants to be entertained as well as you know listen to creative music when they when they see jazz shows but just like the probably the uh high level of consistency in these artists is very admirable so consistency in how they perform nightly and how they take you know taking care of their voice or like making sure they know exactly what they're going to do on stage. What do you like the best about being a professional
1: musician? Every day you wake up, you get to create music. What's the greatest part about this for you?
2: Wow, so many things. Well, number one, I like to have my own schedule. (laughs) You know, the musician's schedule is kind of like, you know, daytime is whatever you need to do to prepare for nighttime. So I don't necessarily fit in a nine-to-five job, I guess you could say. So that's nice. But just being able to like play with new sounds and come up with new things and write them down and have have things that you wrote heard, and you know just collaborating with other musicians is so fun because you get to take ideas and create something new with other people so typical stuff, but it's all it's so beautiful
1: so if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see a jazz musician in any era anywhere, where are you going to go who and who would you want to talk to? when they get off stage?
2: Wow. Mm, probably Miles Davis. I don't know if I would want to talk to him. <laughs> but I would, right. I would want to see it. I would love to see those shows. You know, that was somebody that I was, I think he died in 1991, and I was a little uh, too young to, I wasn't into the jazz yet. So, but that would be one, you know, maybe just to see the Gil Evans band, talk to Gil Evans. He's, he's one of my favorite arrangers, so.
1: You know, we've been going through this COVID for the last year and a half now, and it's been kind of a big mare for all of us. What have you learned about yourself during this time that maybe you didn't realize before that's going to make you stronger when you get back on stage more?
2: Wow. I think it's kind of a hard one. I feel like I've accomplished a lot in the year and a half off, that I've got a lot of material and a lot of just musical ideas to put out there. Um, i practiced a ton, so just, you know, I'm just ready to get out there. So (laughs) I think the the confidence level might be higher and having had the time to work on things was really great. So why do you love jazz? Well, I love jazz because it's very creative and intuitive. I mean, all music is creative and intuitive, but, you know, this is composing from, you know, composing on the fly, basically. And interacting with people and interacting with rhythms and sounds that aren't, you know, um, set. They're not, they're not necessarily written out. So everybody's kind of collaborating together all at once. And, and I love that feeling.
1: As we all get ready to get back more in earnest to, to live music, what does your itinerary <laughs> look like? Are things opening up or are you getting more opportunities to perform live? And how do you feel about it?
2: Well, I have a. I'm. I'm actually currently on the road with St. Vincent, and that's a pretty long tour. We've got another month here, and then I've got uh, a couple things to promote the garden at the end of this year. But hopefully next year, a lot of stuff will be opening up in that way. Like I'm planning on booking a good amount of gigs for this group, so it's looking good.
1: Everyone has a perception or a version of you your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you live your life. You have a perception of yourself. Who do you think you are?
2: <laughs> I think I, I'm i a, um, wow. I I have so many criticisms of myself. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I think in general, I'm just kind of like a quiet, nice person. And yeah. I love to create. I don't necessarily want to make my life complicated with too much stuff, but I, I do. And I pile a lot on my plate, and I try a lot of different things musically. And on the other side of things, I love to travel. I love cooking. I love nature. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably not too different from anyone else. But
1: Hey, Rachel, thank you for opening up about the new album and your life music. I really
0: appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in L.A., North Dakota, Phoenix, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Rachel for her time, music, and story, and for a wonderful St. Vincent show here in Kansas City. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time.